Hello, good morning, and welcome back. Today, we have a really important topic to talk about because we are going to really talk about various personalities and how different personalities show up in the workplace and in our homes. It may be the personalities of our children or the people that we are having to surround ourselves with at work or wanting to be around in the community. But one way or the other, we are all faced with really being able to balance personalities and lots of them. And you know what? You are a super gluer. You are a person who holds it all together for so many. You're carrying a heavy load and I know that. So I'm so glad that you're here. And I hope that through this podcast, you'll put a little balance back into your life. Take a breather, a quick break and draw on your sources of strength. So today we're talking about various personalities and we're calling it personality plus (laughs) because sometimes some people give us a whole lot of their personality and it's just a whole lot of plus Um, and I mean that you know sincerely that today we're going to get real we're going to share a morning prayer we're going to gear up for a kick-ass day and we're going to talk about all the different personalities that are out there focusing on how you can be a good leader in your community, how you can be a good leader in your home, how you can understand the four tendencies of personalities and how understanding different ways to motivate people depending on their underlying personality and circumstances is a really powerful strategy for your own self-care. Okay, because you know what? Let's just be honest. We each have a tendency uh, in terms of our personality of how how we may fall. And I'm going to introduce four tendencies to you today. But we have a personality. Yeah, of course we do. And we have aspects of our personality. And our personality tends to fall into a particular tendency, particular habit or particular way that we show up and we solve problems or we talk about things or we handle our to-do list and so on and so forth. And sometimes we're around other personalities who we really jive with. We're like, yeah, this person makes me feel comfortable. I feel safe around this person. And then there are those personalities (laughs) that drive us crazy. And sometimes our own personality can be the reason for some of the things that repeat in our lives that maybe we don't like. I'm going to talk today about the rebel personality. And I feel like when I was studying this topic and reading about this a little bit, I kind of fell into different tendencies depending on what I was doing and and depending on where I was at that particular moment in my life. But I feel like as a school principal, I always had to be a rebel, right? So I always was, I was always kind of fighting the system. I definitely, I definitely was fighting the system. I wasn't a fan of the system and I was fighting back because I saw value in fighting back. And instead of just kind of laying down and taking it, uh, I was a rebel. But one of the things I know I really needed was I needed that freedom. I needed that flexibility. And sometimes uh, people are put off by the rebels. So we're going to talk about rebels today. We're going to talk about um, those of you that are questioners or people that you work with that are questioners, obligers, you know, those people that are are motivated by accountability um, and obligation. So we're going to talk about them as well. And our upholders. And I think I tend to like the upholders (laughs) a little bit better because you're like an upholder is going to meet all of the expectations. Um, No, it's not about liking one or the other, is it? I mean, it really is about knowing that there are different personalities out there and how do we work with them to bring out the best in people now? 
You might not feel like you're in a leadership role, but I guarantee you are. You may be a stay-at-home mom and you are leading in your family. And these four tendencies are going to show up in your home. You may be a super gluer at work and maybe you are not the, uh, you know, the, the top of the ladder in terms of the hierarchy that goes on at work. But I guarantee you're a leader, um, especially if you are thinking about self-care and thinking about wellness and listening to a podcast like this, then you really are a leader because you are, uh, you have the ability to bring out the best in others and knowing how to respond to individuals is going to help you have a better work and life uh, environment, home environment, and so on and so forth, but it's also going to be uh, putting you in a position of being a great model. And by the way, for those of you that you know really are trying to live out and fulfill a Christian life, you are a leader um, in that right. So let's dive right in. So what are the four tendencies? Well, I mentioned them. There are the upholders, the questioners, the obligers, and the rebels. And this information um, comes from a scientist, uh, his last name Ruben, and he he studied this tendency uh, within each of us to help us understand how leaders could motivate people depending on how they fall. So let's talk about each one. So upholders are, they're those people that, you know, they want to meet both personal and external expectations, right? So they're self-directed and they're reliable and they really are like, they're like your go-getters. They're going to get it done. They're they're on board with the, the vision and the mission. Um, if you're talking about your children at home, they're your kids that, you know, they, they're like coming to you and reminding you when the events are at school. Um, and, and you are like so amazed at what they keep up with, right? So these are your self-directed, reliable people. And sometimes we, we, um, tend to take advantage of these people because they're just like amazing and they, they're doing so much and we need to acknowledge them. The upholders really do need acknowledgement. By the way, everyone needs acknowledgement. That's part of our human psyche. But uh, the self-directed people, the reliable people, they may struggle when the expectations are uncertain. So they hate that. Like, you know, this kind of um, uncertain environment where, where our vision and our goals aren't clear. And we're kind of like, what is going on? Because they want to meet expectations. But if they don't know what the expectations are, how can they meet them? So leaders can motivate upholders by providing clear goals. So it's really, really important that if you're working with an upholder that you acknowledge them, you praise them, but you're also super clear about what you need them to do or how they can be successful um, at home or in the workplace, because they're going to rely on that and need that from, from you as a leader. And if you are an upholder, uh, I think it's important that you understand about yourself that you benefit from clear goals. And so, you know, you're you're going to be happier in a workplace where things are clear. And so demanding that from the people around you is essential. essential. So then we have the questioners. All right, so the questioners, um, yeah, the questioners, they're really fun, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like the questioners because the questioners usually get to places that maybe I wouldn't have gone in my thinking. Um, but they're able to meet their own like personal and, and uh, carefully considered expectations and they can do it. They, they can definitely get there. They can definitely be an upholder, but they need justifi justification before meeting those expectations. So they're going to be the ones that are going to ask a lot of questions and uh, they just they're going to find it really difficult to do work that appears to be 
arbitrary, and they will definitely not take advice from people that they do not respect. So um, I would not be off, you know, feel like questioners are off-putting or or be threatened by a questioner. They need that justification. They will work hard for you, um, be a part of your team, whether that's a team of teachers or, um, you know, a team in your household, um, or you are the leader in your workplace and you need to elevate the, the voice of the questioner. Make sure that you're taking time to provide justification for what you're doing and the expectations you're placing on them. Because leaders, you can motivate questioners by explaining why a task is important or necessary. So when you've got that kiddo in your house that wants to keep questioning you and you're like, because I said so, that is just really not going to be effective. Um, So think about this. Questioners are motivated um, when they know the why. And so the why is always important. All right, so then we have our obligers, right? So so the obligers respond well to external expectations, okay? They're motivated by accountability and they don't want to let anybody down. They're all about not letting anyone down. And so sometimes they tend to struggle to meet their own expectations because they're put their, they'll almost put themselves aside for the bigger task at hand. Um but then they kind of get into like, you know, an obliger can really get into a rebellious state. This is what I found interesting about the research as I was reading it. I was like, oh, yeah, that is so true. So you're you are you're an obliger and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do and I'm doing it for the good of the group or the good of the family. But after a while, they can sort of get rebellious and kind of start to refuse to do um what they have to do because they get like they start to feel exploited, you know, like uh, nobody's really appreciating me. So um, just as we said, everyone needs affirmation and acknowledgement and appreciation. That's just human nature. That is doesn't make us egotistical or wrong. Uh, we can uh, certainly need an unhealthy dose of that. I'm not talking about that. But leaders, you can motivate obligers by describing how others are counting on them. Like let them know this is why we count on you and what we're counting on you for. Um, and make sure that they are taking breaks because they'll they'll go hard. Oh my gosh, they'll do so much until they burn out. And then let's talk about the rebels. And I kind of put myself in this category a little bit, but um, sometimes rebels might resist both external and even internal expectations because they don't want to be constrained by obligations. So yeah, okay, let's say that... Um, you know, you meet me and, or you know me very, very well, you wouldn't look at me and say I'm a rebel, I don't think, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a friendly rebel. <laughs> I'm a friendly rebel. Rebels can be friendly. But I think this fits me personally. I can relate to this one because I do not want to be constrained by obligations. Like, because someone told me that's why I'm doing it. Because they said so. That's why. No, like, wait, what? I need that spontaneity and I need to value or any or a value choice, right? So I need authenticity. And I'm, God, I'm just so much this way. As I was reading about the rebel, I kind of I kept reminding myself, like, but you're a nice girl, you know? And I'm totally kidding. Like, I mean, I, I'm very comfortable with who I am. I'm just being very, very silly. But, you know, rebels, um, they're the ones that they want authenticity and choice over routine that they, um, you know, they really need, to, to make their own decisions, right? And so how do you help a, a rebel stay motivated 
is by providing them with freedom and flexibility. And when I reflect on my experiences in a school system, that is exactly what drove me crazy or would make me like go all cuckoo, like lose my mind because I felt like uh, the freedom or flexibility wasn't always there. And it was over a bunch of nonsense. And I think a lot of, you know, um, fancy people wanted me to be an obliger. And I was like, I'm just not, you know? So I think knowing myself really helped because then it kind of like helped me understand what my triggers were going to be. If I was going to go to a meeting and I was going to be told top down, like, do this, do this, do this. <sighs> you know, I could prepare myself um, and be a little bit more like, you know, I guess prepared is the right word. Be prepared to walk into a situation like that. But knowing yourself in these four tendencies is going to make a very, very big difference. So what does the Bible say about this? Well, when I think about what the Bible says from the standpoint of different personalities, I think the biggest thing for us to understand is Ephesians, um, which talks about grace. So it says, for you, for, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So meaning like we all have a lot on our plate. Super gluer, you have a lot on your plate. But it's not about I'm going to do, do, do to get, get, get or do, do, do because of the ego or because I want people to like me or because I want to fit in or because I'm obliged to do it and then I'm going to have a meltdown. Um, we are already saved. We are saved by faith. That is it. We are saved by faith. So when we work in in sync with God, when we give our lives over to, to the will of God and we ask God to to take us on his journey and what he wants for our lives, then it's not about us anymore. And we are able to work with lots of different personalities and kind of, you know, manage different personalities and come to appreciate them because we already have what we need. And we're not trying to, to um, fulfill ourselves by getting everyone else to like us or to match our, our personalities to uh, a situation that makes us not feel authentic anymore. So, um, you know, I really love that uh, scripture that talks about, you know, uh, uh, what is good and what what the Lord requires of us is justice and to love um, and just this idea of like walking humbly with God. Right. And just this idea of walking humbly with God means that, yes, we have a personality and we have tendencies to fall into our personalities. And my challenge to you is to identify where you fall in those tendencies but use that to motivate yourself and others. Use that to spread good and hope and joy and faith in this world. And if you would join me in a prayer, I would absolutely be honored. Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity for all of us to be together today. Thank you for giving us wisdom. Thank you for giving us the knowledge of various personalities and how to support one another and how to be together so that we can live in harmony. And thank you, Lord, for saving us through faith and faith alone so that we know that we can walk humbly every day, that we don't need to be right and try to uh, impose our personality on others, but instead, Lord, to lift up those around us and to celebrate our differences. We ask this in Jesus' name. And super glowers, I pray for you today to get out there and have a kick-ass day. Bye.